Hey Sam, how are you? I'm good, Cal. What's your biggest fear? Oh, is death is death in death, general? Death, death in general, yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, take that, that box. That's a pretty big fear. Um, I think, I think like like most people, it would be like true social rejection, like <laughs> just a nice. normal like sort of the stuff that comes along with like public speaking and that sort of right. stuff. But yeah. it's like. It's the sort of thing that I actively, on a weekly basis, train myself to avoid, you know. You yeah, have an interesting thing with, like, public speaking void. specifically. Yeah. I'm just so charismatic that I'm never afraid that people will reject me as a person. Oh, fuck um, <laughs> but, like, but it is something that everybody fears, and I yes. think that, like, I don't really have, like, a phobia of anything. So mm. my default thing is the thing that everybody is sort of scared of. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, heights used to really freak me out as a kid. Um, I used to have an irrational fear of it flooding when oh, I was really little. That's interesting. Like water would scare me, but not anymore. Um, so I've got an interesting thing with heights. Yeah. I'm take me to the top of the Eureka Tower. Put me in the sky deck with the glass underneath us, looking straight down. Yeah. I'm completely fine. Yeah. Put me on the same Eureka Tower, same height, but I'm in the thing with the mesh. Yeah. Freak the fuck out. Yeah. As yeah. soon as I can taste air and I'm up high, it's like fucking nope. <laughs> Get out of here. Height. Yeah. Yeah. Height's height's a weird one because it really does come down to fine in airplanes, fine Yeah, but, but if I'm like I, I, I struggle with a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird tactile thing, I think. If you can feel um movement in something that you're gripping on, mm. you don't wanna you don't want to touch it. Or like, you don't want to be anywhere near it. Like, a ladder's really, really scary. Yeah. At times. And I can get why, like, mesh and stuff would be. Anything that's got a little bit of give. Well, but the thing with that is, I'm still on solid ground. The oh. mesh is just the window. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, but yeah, heights are... Heights are another thing that it's like... We don't need to be... It's a very specific thing. It's like once the ground looks too far away that you could like th- th- then because I think after a certain point it stops looking like the ground and it starts looking like a painting off in the distance yeah. and that's fucking scary <laughs> when you don't know where the ground is. Yeah, yeah, that's true actually because you your 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 frame of reference slowly becomes more and more like crammed together. Crammed together because becomes... cars look like mini matchboxes and stuff. But... Yeah, it it takes up. Like, more and more details have to be crammed into a very tiny portion of your retina. Just about public speaking. Yeah. I have a very interesting fear of that. Yeah. Um, I'm always anxious and on edge before I do it. As soon as I'm up there doing it, it all goes away. Totally. And, like, if you've got... I think that's probably most people, but... Yeah. Or a lot of people. And if you've got a script that's well rehearsed and you know what you're saying... No, usually I don't, but... (laughs) Well, see, I'm (laughs) raised... I I was going to say, I can wing it. I'm lazy, so I, I usually don't. But um, but like when I did it in in school and stuff like that, especially early on before I realised that trying is bullshit. Mm. Um, like public speaking was was fine as soon as I got started. Um, what sucked was doing things like um, debate teams. Yeah. Where like I'd be the most experienced kid there by the time I got to like a bit later in high school. Yeah. And and by then I'd figured out that trying is bullshit as well. <laughs> so so I was I was really yeah. lazy. And they put me as, like, third speaker. Right. Have you ever done debating before? Yeah. For people who haven't, the third speaker is the one who's, like, two-thirds of their speech, the idea is that you have to rebut 
everything that yeah. every other speaker has said. Yes. So half of it is improv, basically. Yeah. So you haven't planned it and I, you've got no... I you. always liked third. I hated third. Oh, really? Because I, I was a first speaker guy. I came out and I made my cogent, well-written points very well, articulately and charismatically. This and then is, I fucked I off home s- and wrote shit for, for, for person number three. Right, okay. You see, that's where I'm different because I'm all the heart... The, now, wait just a fucking second, matey, pertaining. <laughs> that's exactly how it went, too. <laughs> what so, you just said, that's, uh, that's a little bit bullshit. I'd just like to say on behalf of, my, my, uh, of the affirmative team, what the fuck, man? <laughs> that, that, that was you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's what I enjoyed about it. I like that improv, improv bit. Um, should we talk about it? Yeah, we should play the music. Shop podcast about what you're watching, maybe. I'm your host, Cal. I'm your other host, Sam, and today we're talking about Steve, the, the Stephen King, Stephen King's It, It 2017, whatever you want to call it, the new It movie. So this God is the it worst it. name for anything ever. It. Yeah. It yeah. is the worst name for anything ever. <laughs> Works in two degrees. I like it. Best name ever. <laughs> Um, yeah, so like, I, I, to preface this, neither of us have seen the original TV movie, and yes. neither of us have read the book. Correct. Both of us have a friend who's done both of those things, and we've talked to them about the the, the works before. Spoilers for the new movie, it all the it's, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I want to start with the biggest fuck-off weird thing I know about the book. Right, okay. Do you know the weird fucking thing in the book? That's not in the movie. No. The like, oh god, Stephen King, stop it. No, I don't know this. Okay. What is it? Tell me. So you, so in the movie, which from what I understand, apart from, is pretty accurate to the kids' side of the story in the book. Because yeah. I don't know if you know this, but the kids' story in the book yeah, it the, flashes the, between them as adults and them as kids. Right. Okay. So I know in the TV movie, it's it basically does. in chronological order. It's there's a chunk as kids, and then they go away and come back, and yeah. then they're adults. I'm pretty sure in the book it does a bit of jumping forwards. It's a bit little of non-linear, and in this right. they've very cleverly made it about the kids, and, and they end it with it chapter one, which made me go, ooh. So that's good, except as that a wasn't viewer, just was chapter like, one. Ooh. That was chapter 15 out of, like, one through 15 out of Yes, 30. but it's chapter one of the film. Yes, and but gonna, that's why films aren't chapters. And they're gonna do it as... <laughs> they volumes. It as a, fucking Cal. <laughs> we have a naming... The words mean things, Sam. But what is a chapter? What's your definition of a chapter? It's a part of a... Of bit a, of a whole? Yeah. So this was part one of a two-part well, film no, series? But, Kalen? No. Well, but yeah, but what what sort of book has two chapters? Exactly no books. Correct, but it's... So, so it's, it's the Cal, it doesn't word. matter. It, no, it does matter. All Words right. mean things. No, they don't. Yes, they do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sam frantically Googles the definition of chapter. <laughs> oh, man. A main division of a book, typically with a number or title, or a distinctive period in history or in a person's life. So, technically, it's used for books. I concede. (laughs) Uh, I was going to flip it. I was going to say, well, this was technically one period of those kids' lives. I could get that as a chapter of their lives. Or in a person's life. But that's not what it was. But it's clearly a reference to literature because it's a film based on a movie. Sure, but there's... Fuck. (laughs) 
There's plenty of movies that are called like follow-ups of chapter two. So I don't care. It doesn't matter. No, I hate it. <laughs> Words need to mean things. Cal, but it kind of means the same thing, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it shouldn't. We should... Cal, it doesn't matter. Point is, multiple chapters make up Anyway, book, so as you know, make up. Yeah. in the book, it jumps forward with perspective, and they've clearly set this up so they're going to do the adult perspective in the sequel. Yeah, which, which is I'm really looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to, too. So, just off yeah. the bat, you enjoyed this movie. I did. I, I enjoyed it way more than I was planning, than I was expecting to. I really enjoyed this movie. I, I would put it in my top ten of the year. Uh, like, certainly the best horror movie I've seen. Oh, no, sorry, no. Sorry, Get Out. I forgot I watched Get Out. Get Out is almost a different category. Get Out's it a is. thriller more than it is a horror film. It's also... It's it's a weird sort of... If a romantic comedy got weird. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I would, I would split these up into thriller and horror. Get Out is a thriller. Um, it is a horror. They are very distinctive. And it, it's distinctive because generally in thriller, it's a protagonist fighting an antagonist. Um, and it's the duology between the two of them. Mm. And that is very distinct in Get Out, despite there being multiple antagonists. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess so. So I w- personally, I would class that as a thriller. That, that and and sense, it, pl- it plays with the thriller tropes more than it does with the horror tropes, which it does tenfold. Well, so I think the, the third act is definitely more of a thriller than, the, than, than it is a horror. But I think the first two really did fit that weird... Sort of, yeah. I've been, as a screenwriter, Cal, that studies film at university, it's really more of a thriller. It ticks all the thriller boxes more than it does the horror boxes. Okay, I I mean, we should have a discussion where we lay out these boxes and talk about it, but I... I, I, Because it's got jump scares and stuff, but... But jump scares aren't what makes horror. Exactly. Jump scares are in lots of things. It's the psychological awkward weirdness and scariness of... What, I'm trying to figure out what's going on in the I town. Mean, get out, That's what makes get it Get Out horror. definitely plays with horror mm. elements, but I would say it is a thriller. Yeah, I, and, and but but just like it also plays with thriller elements, but it but you know all movies play with multiple elements. Genre is dumb. We know this. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we could talk top about ten that of the movie. I, I would say Get Out's my favorite thriller of the year, and it's my favorite horror of the year. So but, I. I just I generally don't go for horror movies, and I think this one had a few good examples of why I shouldn't. Um, like this, it had a lot of jump scares and things like. Well, not a lot of them, but less than I thought it would. But a that, lot of it was just pure anticipation. Yeah, and then just pure horror elements. That bit with the hair in the sink. Mm. That was freaky as fuck. Yeah. But it also played on... It also sort of justified why they were jump scares and things like that. Because, like, knowing that it feeds on their fear and not them... Yeah. It makes sense to... Like, when... Because I, I, I turned to you in the movie and said, Pennywise isn't very good at pouncing, is he? <laughs> and Correct. But, and, but that whole, like, terrifying... Wah! Across <laughs> the floor... Yeah. Is, which was, Which looked... I thought it looked really cool and I thought it was a really fun way to make him move in a it was in such an unnatural way. It was at the same time completely terrifying. And a little silly. And also hilarious. Yeah. So it filled you with confusion which just fed the fear, which makes sense for a character who's eating the fear of the kids. Well that's the thing. I was really there were some elements that I really liked, and then I was like, why is he not just killing them? Yeah, yeah, it's like, clearly he needs sustenance. 
Yeah, like, like clearly he eats them. We know that. But yeah. I really liked the um, fact that he... Yeah, he's instilling fear in them before he eats them. So he's yeah. feeding off them in two ways. Well, cause it's, which is really fun. Because it's clearly a sort of... It's a, it's a psychic thing. You need to play fucking Mass Effect. Because, like, the thing that it is is like a species in Mass Effect. It's like a big part of the story. Just, yeah, play the game. Right, okay. Yeah. So... What I was originally saying, all the way back... The, 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 weird, the weird, weird thing. The weird thing in the book. Yeah. Matt told me this, and I didn't believe him, because usually he's full of shit, but I looked it up. Yeah. So after the kids all beat It in the movie... Mm. Um, Just beat it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They all get lost in the tunnels. They can't find their way out. Right. And to get Team Morel back and bring them all back together, Bev yeah. has sex with all the boys. Ah, Okay. <laughs> I mean, in a gangbang, like well, scenario. at, at it, once. Yeah, well, not, not like, like that. She takes turns, but that's what a gangbang is. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I mean, yeah. Also, apparently, it's in great detail. I haven't read it. Like, see, because as much as the detail doesn't matter, it sort of does. Like, because it's like we know that Stephen King is like he's playing in. Okay, to pass it off artistically. Well, he's made a statement about it. Like, he's he's playing into, like, the young boy's sort of fantasy moment of, you know, like, pubescent boys in that situation would, you know, would want that to happen. I mean, sure. But also... <laughs> it kind of defeats the purpose of her character. Does it? Well, her the, whole literally thing the whole... is rebelling against her dad. Yeah. Who wants her to stay her little virgin... Because uh, where he can creepy, well, I guess. I mean, I guess. Her. I mean, look. If you want to have a gangbang, fine. I don't care. Do whatever you want. I mean, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, they're it, all twelve, Cal. I was gonna, but if like if I was twelve and in that scenario, I'm not gonna say no. No, like I can't blame Obviously. the characters. The how this reflects on Stephen King is a it, whole other. I was issue. gonna say that's and he's stated as saying, I wasn't really thinking of the sexual aspect of it. The book dealt with childhood and adulthood. Uh, 1958 and grown-ups. The grown-ups don't remember their childhood. None of us remember what we did as children. We think we do, but we don't remember it as it really happened. Intuitively, the losers knew they had to be... They Intuitively, the losers knew they had to um, be together again. The sexual act connected children and adulthood. It connected childhood and adulthood. It's another version of the glass tunnel that connects the children's library and the adult library. Times have changed since I wrote that scene and there is now more sensitivity to the issues. Look, I I sort of get it, but... <laughs> That's the thing, I'm the same. Like, I get where you're coming from, Stephen. Like, there are other ways to do it than writing a graphic sexual gangbang with a bunch of kids. Or imply it. Like, I mean... There's there's such a thing as less is more. Also, what we're, who we're talking about here is characters written at very different times. Like, I'm talking... I'm thinking specifically of the Beverly in the movie. Yeah. Who wouldn't... Who is not exactly the same person as Beverly in the book. I'm sure that a lot of them aren't. So, I'm assuming that there isn't one particular love interest played in the child section Mm, of the story. No, apparently it's a... It's the the, the love love triangle triangle thing. (sighs) But... (laughs) 
Well, but I can see there being like a, you know a love triangle like that sort of thing makes some sense. But everyone like she is the she's discerning the slut by the school. Um, yeah. I use the quotation marks around the word slut just just for listeners. Yeah. Like it's it's an element of just becoming what people criticize you for. Which, but see, I think this is the other way around. She's rebelling against her dad. Yeah, people sure. found out about that, and then they're criticizing her for that. People aren't saying you're a slut, and then she's going, "Well, maybe I do love the dick." It's it's yeah yeah. You'd be putting the cart before the horse to say that be, she's being a slut because they called her a slut. Yeah, I mean, and apparently there's a lot of other. Apparently the bullies like experiment with each other or something. I don't know. I heard that from someone else. Well, th- this is all normal right, stuff, but the way they were sort of portrayed in the movie is that these kids are 12. If these kids were like 14 or 15... It's a different story. Even the gangbang's a little different. Well, and and it's it sort of makes sense for her because girls go through puberty younger generally. Yeah. And they get it, you know, they become sexually act, like driven. A I was going to say, the problem is, is it's a, it's a young teenage boy's fantasy. It's not something that happens in real life. Yeah. I, and think, I know I think that's the issue. I know it's a book, but it's a book that's claiming to be real life with this one weird thing in it. Look, I, I think that it doesn't make sense. If, if, look, if a person was fucked up enough. Yeah. And it sounds like, Beverly has all the excuses in the world to be fucked up. Yeah. I could understand this happening. I, I don't think it's that divorced from real life. You but I don't think the boys would, though. But to quote epic rap battles of history, the genre is called fantasy. It's meant to be unrealistic, you myopic manatee. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I know, but there's a, there's a realm of believability. And it's like, I'll believe a lot of bullshit if it makes sense within the context of the world you've created. And within the context... I haven't read the book, but from all my understanding, it doesn't even make sense within the context of the book. Well, that, that's... I can only speculate on that aspect, but I'm assuming that what we're dealing with here is basically a, a, a sci-fi in the terms of how much fantasy there is. It is entirely based in the real world with real physics, real relationships, real people. Yeah. But there's this thing. There's this one thing that you need to there's accept. There's the it. Yeah, there's the... There's it. Yeah. Um, which so, is what's scary about horror. That's why horror works. And it's why... So, but, like, if the question is if it's believable, I, I would believe that that could happen. If you found out that that's what happened on... The, like, if somebody reported that on the news, you'd be shocked, but you wouldn't be like, that would never happen. Well, no, because it's reported on the news. And obviously, the news always reports facts. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> Um, um, <laughs> but there's, fake news. <laughs> sorry, there, I think there is. I know what you mean, but it doesn't. I don't. That's not what. But no one's also, going. If you're, if this was like the the kids writing this shit down and telling us about it later, that's not going to matter. And I think that as far as the story is concerned, what they really want to do here is build on that love triangle and so when they all reunite when as adults it's going to be a but you kissed the other guy and, yeah, and in what, the book what? it was you blew him in front of me <laughs> and in the movie it's just going to be well you kissed I was sweating I was I walked up except, and I saw you except it's not you blew me it's like you blew all of us yeah. and that united us to get out of the tunnels you see that 
that is bullshit. Yes, exactly. That that okay. Sorry, we, we looked over. We, we were so shocked by the act. We looked over the the apparent it's justification. The, and it's in How the does sewer? getting blown help you get out of a sewer? It brings them back together as a team. I mean, that's a key plot point in the Mario games. Whenever you go down a pipe, you need to get a gobby off something before you can get back out of the pipes. It's a it's a standard thing that ha- it doesn't fucking happen, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> Exactly. And, and if it's a bonding thing and you're fucking 12. That's not bonding anyone. A, if a, I was 12, I'd never look in those people's eyes again. A bit of fucking, you know. Um, you know. Uh, I can't if you're wanting to bridge term. childhood and adulthood, you're better off. I think in the movie, the whole blood rich, blood oath thing. Yeah. Was. And they did that in the book too. Yeah. That's like this weird sex scene bef- between beating it and the blood ritual. So they do that in the book. The blood ritual, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing, right? Here's the thing about the. Ho- like, you are never old enough but young enough to do a blood oath and. To have a gangbang in a sewer. <laughs> you, you're not. Nobody ever has been those two mental states at the, same, at the same time. You were better off having them drinking. If you wanted oh, to... If she had snuck booze down there... If, if, if you wanted them to bridging adulthood and childhood, mm. sex is not the best way to go. Well, that is a bridge between mm. childhood and adulthood. Mm. I think something like alcohol is a much better way to show it with that camaraderie you want. And that might be our... Because there's no camaraderie around sex. There's no. a camaraderie about sneaking your mum's booze and drinking it, you know, all in secret. There's some camaraderie about a whole bunch of boys getting a porn mag. Sure. And handing that around. I get that. There's not a, there's not a camaraderie of getting a girl and handing her around. No. That's, no, that's, 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 that's weird. weird. Yeah. And no, the thing is, you say, like, that might happen, but I'm not sure it would. The, th- the thing with young teenage boys is they spend more time running away from sex than they do running towards it. But th- when you really thing. think about it. If you're 12, yeah. there's no way you're thinking with your dick just yet. No. You and, might, you know, And like you might talk a big game, yeah. but that's all it is. You're talking a big game. Yeah. None of those guys are getting it up with their mates all around. Mm. Also, just all saying. these characters were like stereotypes of, you know, of pre-teen uber masculinity <laughs> yes so for them to actually like for their dicks not to invert at the sign of a naked boob is <laughs> out of terror <laughs> exactly that's the thing <laughs> there's uh, it's just a Stephen King reel it in man less is more look you do you man but just don't expect us to not do this on our podcast yeah if you, if you bitch about this then I'll tell you to shut the but fuck the up the thing is I think I think the reason he claims to have written it I think, like I said, is achieved better and more effectively with alcohol. See, I think that might be our bogan Australianness coming through. I think alcohol might be more of a camaraderie thing here. As teenagers, because you're close to being I able don't... to drink at 13, you're only five years off. In America, yes. it's like you're not even supposed to drink until you're fucking 21. Yeah, which is some bullshit. That's but... so fucking dumb. Fuck you, All that means is kids go off to college, drink unsupervised, and end up in the hospital because they don't know how to drink properly. Well, because they've they've gone to a party with a whole bunch of kids who have drunk before they were supposed to. Yeah. And and they do fucking beer bongs of whole straight bottles of stuff and keg stands and crazy shit. You're better off having those younger people in a bar in a licensed establishment that can keep an eye on them. Absolutely. 
it, like I'm not I'm not a big advocate for like hard drinking and drinking all the time. I don't drink that often. No. Um, there's but, very specific reasons to drink. Yes. And if you're going to, yeah, I I do it at home hmm. with friends. Hmm. Or and it's usually something delicious. Yeah, it's a nice cider. You, or you a, get something that you can't have in soft drink form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, which, which is actually, why I've gone off like rum and cokes and shit because it's just yeah. Look, a good rum is nice. Some a Captain good rum is Morgan nice. is nice. I was gonna say, but but I don't want to mix it with coke then. Yeah, no, I can see that. But like, you probably want it like. See, I wouldn't mind it with like a little bit of something. You don't have to mix it too strong, like too. You know, if it's a nice rum or a nice whiskey, um, just on the rocks is usually enough. But well, I, I like a bit of ice because then it melts down a little bit. That, it's not well, super that's, strong. That's what on the rocks means. No, it doesn't because you can literally get non-melting rocks. That's not what anyone ever meant by that though, because <laughs> those things were invented like five years ago. Nah, Cal, I think not that's what fucking... it means. <laughs> Cal, I think I know what I'm talking about. People I didn't just put rocks man. in their drinks. <laughs> No, no, you're a moron. Sure, on the rocks. Anyway, we should fucking move on. Talk about the movie, not not the the one weird bit in the book that we haven't read. Yeah, so we might have got a lot of that wrong. Context was maybe perfect, although I find it hard to believe. Tell us why we're wrong. Then it'll look like people send us things. Like talk to us on social media, tweet us. That people think people tweet us. Video shop pod on Twitter. Um. I really liked the bit where he was dancing in the caravan and the camera perspective was locked on his face. So his face wasn't moving, but the, everything else was moving around him. I just liked that visually. It was a creepy visual. Oh, 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 sorry. At the yeah. very end. It took me so long to figure out who he was <laughs> when he was dancing. <laughs> what? You gave me no content. Because the caravan wasn't really a caravan. It, like, it was, but it was buried under shit and it was a big fucking yeah, drawbridge sorry. door. I had no idea. <laughs> but yeah, so when Pennywise yeah. <laughs> is <laughs> with a deadly serious look on his face doing a fucking kick dance. Yeah. Yeah, and his funny. face doesn't move. Like that was, yeah. Uh, you're right. A lot of I was I was scared during the movie, mm. but I was uh, I was scared while simultaneously going lol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does that adds to it becomes more of a terror sort of thing. It's more of a confusion. Yeah, and uh, and a what if sort of scary. When, when, like when the horror happens in your own head. I think I don't know. There's and the thing is, uh, there were a bunch of jump stairs scares, but none of them I felt like I was cheated. Like none of them I felt like that was just a cruel jump scare for no reason. But uh, half of them were. I saw that something was coming. I knew they were about to jump scare me, and then it was way actually visually scarier. Yeah, than I was imagined. expecting. Like when he comes out of the projection. Oh, and yeah. he's huge, and I'm like, yeah. oh no, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that was what a horrifying sequence. Yeah, exactly. Just like, cause you know, you knock it to the ground. He's still coming and he's fucking clawing his way out. It's like, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was really good. Matt didn't like it. Why? Did he explain? He did. Um, and he'll listen to this, of course. Wait, and so didn't like... He was going to be on like this, the movie? Yeah, didn't, didn't like, like that... the movie. What a nutbag. I mean, it's fine. He probably watches more horror than I do. Well, that's the thing. He doesn't really, but he doesn't... 
find things scary. He doesn't find this scary. He claims he didn't find it scary because not enough people died. Like there weren't enough consequences. I can sort of get that. In the same way that I was saying to you, Pennywise isn't good at pouncing. I feel like there was no attacks. There was no moments of like, he could actually kill them at some point. Yes. And that bothered me a little bit until I realized he was feeding on their fear. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I don't know if that's the way it is in the book. I thought that it was more of a, if they're scared, they taste better sort of thing. Right. Oh, maybe. But I don't, I don't know where I've gotten that in my head from. Maybe. I, I didn't know. I thought that it was like. Someone I was talking to today who has read the book said it's more fear. Like, yeah. I think he implied that it was eating fear. So that's, that's yeah. fine. And that makes sense. And in this, in the context of this movie, that's fine. But I was just, I was under the impression that this was more of a, a giant spider that needed to eat like all things need to eat. And then it uses psychic powers to, to, to get people scared because now, or, or, or to lure children in. Did you like that? They left out the giant spider or I'm assuming that's what's coming next. And well, they maybe. hinted at it. Did they? Yeah. As he saw, as they like, you know, broke, uh, they like cut off the clown's arms and stuff and the big claw things came out. I think that's what they were hinting at. And Spy- like, they look more like pincers though. Yeah, they, they were a bit sort of. I, yeah, they're they a bit hard, but they were certainly like anthropod. Yeah, sure. They look more so like sea sea anthropods though than like yeah. than like spiders. But well, yeah, it's all the same look, stuff. But yeah. I'd be happy if they didn't include the spider because I think Pennywise is much more interesting to look at. And if it was a shapeshifter that had just no permanent form but just kind of liked the clown, that's yeah. I like that. Well, I think it makes sense to go. Something that is appealing and scary at the same time. Yeah. Something that yeah. requires very little psychic energy to shift from, you know, delightful and enticing to completely horrifying. And what I really liked was that opening scene with him in the sewer. Yeah. That was a I, great I really scene. didn't think that I was going to like it. And all the promotional material made me think that Pennywise is going to be really dumb. And like, They did a great job, though. They because, did. Because he was scary... Mm. But he was just friendly enough mm. that I was like, this kid is going to be kind of scared by him. Scared enough that he can feed on that fear. Yeah. But he's not so scary enough that the kid's going to run away straight away. Mm. But yeah, he was enticing enough that Georgie could believably... And I was completely taken aback by it. that arm bite off. I know, right? That I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, no. Yeah. <laughs> Because, well, that's, the, that's what made me think in this movie that he was f- literally feeding on the children. But then when they're all floating, it makes sense that they're not, but that he's not. I mean, he is feeding on them too. I think he does eat them yeah. as well, but, but I don't know. I don't know how they play it in the books. I don't know. I know. I watched the, um, the TV movie equivalent to the scene, and it doesn't work as well. Because the clown is less scary looking, but infinitely more... Like terrifying, not. But it wasn't scary. It was like a you wouldn't talk to this. This thing is not enticing in any way. Because the the Pennywise in the new movie was very enticing. He was very manipulative. But he was he was very he talked to them like they were children. Yeah. What I've seen of um, Tim Curry's performance of of Pennywise is that he's he's much more of a straight up clown. 
Yeah. He's he's less of a like like this version of Pennywise was like, hey Georgie, who's yeah. gonna be your friend, Georgie? Whereas just talk like yeah. Tim Curry. Yeah, Tim Curry just you know fucking talk like Tim Curry does. Yeah, uh, and it, I mean the scene was fine, but it had much less like. You didn't have the kid running into... You didn't have Georgie running into the barrier. You know, that which was a great moment. You didn't have the tension with the boat. It kind of just fell in the gutter and Georgie was like, oh no. And then Pennywise jumps up. He's like, hey, Georgie, you want your boat back? You know, he did the little exchange. No, nothing about the brother or anything. Just... Yeah. It was just like, you want your boat back? Come on, take the boat, Georgie. And then it like... It zooms in on Georgie's face and it like fade cuts to Georgie's funeral. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have seen that. Like, it's... And it's think, fine. It's a TV movie. But I think it's also... Made in 1990. Yeah, it's it's older sensibilities. It's like we... And it would have been... Because uh, this is an R-rated movie. Yeah, or well, MA in Australia. Oh, fuck Australia, man. We're the worst. But... Um, no, no, no. MA is better than R. Well, we have R too. Hmm. But in the US, what it is, it's um, G, PG, PG-13, and then it jumps to R. That's so dumb. yeah, because it goes from being able to watch at thirteen, and their R is seventeen. So that make, that answers so many questions. I thought they had an equivalent of MA. No, know. they don't. R is their equivalent, but it's mm. seventeen, so it's aged up a couple of years, like just like their fucking drinking age. Mm. And um, and then they have NC seventeen, which is, I think R you can be with an adult and watch it. NC seventeen yeah. is like our R. You can't watch it if you're right if yeah. you're under the age of eighteen. Right. Um, so either way, they had they had more leeway with this because they because it was a TV movie before that was being aired at public viewing times. Yeah, it it wouldn't have you couldn't have shown the arm getting bitten off. No, and, and things the, like really, that. The budget wouldn't have allowed for it. And I would the, imagine the either. amount of time you have would be different. Yeah, like it would have been an hour and a half hard hour. From and half what I understand, this is a more accurate depiction of the book. Yeah. Which yeah, is good. And I'm breaking it up into the kids and then the adults is a, is a great way to do it. I, I'm sort of disappointed there wasn't a, um, a, uh, a cameo by Tim Curry. Yeah. I mean, that would have been nice. Yeah, that would have been fun. He might be in the adult one. Who Maybe. Knows? Yeah, he might show up. Maybe he'll play one of the kids. Grown up. <laughs> no. No, he won't. Because maybe you'll be the new. You don't go from one of those kids in twenty-seven years to Tim Curry now. (laughs) No, you're right. It takes a lot more than that. You're right. Good call. Um, (laughs) So that's fine, I guess. But I'll be interested to see who they cast. Yeah, yeah. Because Matt was saying he wants some big names, but I'm thinking I want unknowns. Yeah, I want unknowns for this. Yeah. Um, Or like semi, like obviously there's no unknowns, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like some more B grade actors that maybe need a bigger shot. Um, yeah. Or even like a Liam Hemsworth, I'd be cool with. Yeah, someone that you know the name of, but you're yeah, but, but not a huge celebrity. I was going to say, and Liam Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth is a pretty big celebrity, yeah, but, yeah. but not at the same level as, say, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> That's what we're getting at here. Or you could even go Luke Hemsworth, <laughs> the oldest Hemsworth, also the least successful, was recently in Westworld, though. Okay. He's pretty good. I, I believe that. Watch Westworld. Maybe. Um, so, like, I, I was really surprised at how good a job these kids did. Like, they were some... That was some top-notch child acting. Oh, yeah. I wanted to mention that. The cast is b- brilliant. Yeah. The kids in particular, fantastic. Like, I... You know, sometimes when you're watching a child actor, you're like, that they're acting. 
Yeah, well, and you just sort of go, this was the best take they could get out of this fucking child who doesn't know what they're doing. All the kids in this were fantastic. Yeah, they felt like... Children. Uh, yeah. But they felt like real people. Yeah. They like, all reacted a- appropriately. A, a bit of a, a, you know, a bit closer to a stereotype than a real person. Than, well, it's a, 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 of the dial. <laughs> It's yeah, turned sure. a little bit towards stereotype. But sure, it's fine. but not enough that it bothered me. No. One thing I was a little bit annoyed by was that it was clearly not an equal amount of screen time between all the characters. Look, it, I was fine with it because you got to focus somewhere. Yeah, I I agree. And for a movie, it makes more sense. But it just sort of felt like you didn't even need to have the black kid or the Jewish kid. Both of those kids did basically nothing but banter with other... Like, the Jewish kid bantered with the other two the same way that the other two were bantering with each other anyway. Sure, yeah. So he was sort of redundant. He was just there to make the conversations between um, between the other two kids a little bit smoother than talking yeah, to the Yeah, look, that's fair them. enough. All the kids weren't necessarily necessary. But if they're setting it up for the next one, I don't know how those characters... I'm pretty yeah. sure the um, the black kid, as an adult, mm. is the one who brings them all back together. Yeah, that to makes fight sense. Pennywise. If mm. if I'm not mistaken, I think Matt referenced that. That would be a good turning point. Well, no, like a good payoff for his character being the outsider and being not wanting to be a part of the group, being the reinstigator of the group. That's yeah, nice. That works, but at the same time, he didn't have much to say. He didn't have much to do. He just sort of brought the nail gun with him. And, and that didn't do anything in the end, really. Yeah, not really. So, and, and it was fine. I just sort of, I would have liked to have seen a little no, bit more. No, he killed the bully. Oh, yeah, he did too. <laughs> yeah, no, that was cool. You're right, the Jewish kid has. Okay, <laughs> now that kid. No, but even he had a role to play. Yeah, he, he, he did. He was the damsel. <laughs> yeah, he true. needed rescuing. True. Um, that bully, though. Yeah. N- not a bully, straight up psychopath. Yes. Straight up, drag like tie that kid to the back of your wagon and drag him out, out of town. Oh, the way he murdered his dad, that was a bit fucked. Yeah, I, mean, but I could get it that all it would take is a psychic spider that's trying to eat you to get you to kill your dad if you were that level crazy anyway. I was say. But no bully cuts his name into his victims. That's not a bully. That's, that's a, a, that's that a is criminal. a psychopath. Yeah. yeah. That's and put that and you way. can and what I like though is the other bullies were kind of like what is really like <laughs> maybe like what mm, but it's I man that broke um, my my suspension of disbelief so much like oh really I was like that kid like this kid wouldn't exist in real life because no kid goes home and say and when their parent says what's that fucking <laughs> why are you? Why is your shirt covered in blood? What's all these bandages? And you go, oh, bully beat me up. No parent goes, oh yeah, okay, go go to your room then. No, like that becomes the the fuck. Someone cut their name into the, my kid's stomach. What the, the fuck? I know. The only reason my belief wasn't like my my belief wasn't shattered in that moment was the setting because it was the like the the late eighties. No, that didn't happen in the late 80s. I know, it didn't happen in the late 80s. But I'm going to go so far to say that didn't happen in the 1780s. That didn't happen in the fucking 1210s. It never happened. No class bully, no, like, just kid in the social group was ever allowed to do that. If that happened, some caveman dad crushed that caveman kid's skull. (laughs) Like, that kid's not getting away with it no matter when it is in sure. society. Sure, but I kind of like the bully as a character. 
because he was so evil. Yeah, like you could so totally root for his and, next and snapping. And also the fact that it's kind of like manipulating him at the end makes me feel like maybe he's been probing him for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I get the general sense that the town is a little bit off. Like everyone's kind of being s- subtly like the kids are being bombarded, but everyone else is having this subtle. Because everyone else is a little off well, too. Yeah, everyone's tweaked this, to sort of not gonna... notice all the kids going missing. Yeah, and that the, would make sense. And the stuttering, uh, the stuttering kid's dad was a bit like he was just a little bit meaner than he should have been. Yeah, just a little um, bit. Yeah. The bully was much meaner than he should have been. Like Beverly's dad was a lot like more fucked than he should have been. Yeah, and on a spectrum of people from you know mostly normal but a few fuckheads on either end of the spectrum. Yeah, it makes sense that there's, you know. That a couple have just had their screws loosened even more, particularly yeah. if this is every 27 years. Yeah. Because assuming they li- have lived in the town their whole lives, this isn't the first time they've been exposed well, to and the I, it. And I imagine that it goes into a sort of hibernation state where it's not... It doesn't dead. go into a hibernation state. It goes into a parallel dimension. Okay, that's dumb. It's it, from a parallel dimension. Okay, so Or like, another dimension. Okay. There's in that other dimension, because it's a giant spider, in the other dimension there's also a turtle, which is also a shapeshifter, but it's a good turtle and it's chasing the spider. I hate everything that I'm learning about this, so I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> when it goes into hibernation... I've been told this by someone, I don't know if that's accurate. But it, Sorry, it, when it goes into hibernation... Okay, because this is 2017, we, we yeah, that would be fucking ridiculous. Um, yeah, if... Um, yeah, I don't know, man. When, you, they could pull it off. No. Marvel when, pulled off a talking raccoon. When it goes into hibernation. Astronaut. When it goes into hibernation. Okay. The, uh, <laughs> I imagine that its psychic abilities don't turn off. Right. They're constantly just on low. I mean, you are wrong. I don't care. <laughs> that, that, that's how I would write it to make any goddamn sense. I'm not, like... I don't think they're going to go into the turtle thing. I'm not even sure they'll do the giant spider. I, I think they'll do the giant spider, but I don't think they'll do the turtle. Because you've got to give it a form that is vulnerable to be killed. At the moment, it looks like you can stab Pennywise through the face with a fucking star picket, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll do the giant spider. I would rather they didn't, personally. And also, the whole interdimensional thing, I don't see how you explain that. Interdimensional thing is dumb. If this was being pitched as the beginning of the Stephen King verse, and it's going to cross over with the Dark Tower, and we're going to do a fucking oh yeah, we skipped that. Yeah, year. maybe we should do that at some point. I heard it wasn't very good. Really? Yeah, that's that's strange because Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba would have been hard to get for a movie that's not good. No, I don't know. Throw a lot of money at people. <laughs> anyway. Everyone has a price, Cal. Anyway, if that was their mine's plan. pretty low. <laughs> So if you if you need us to star alongside of you, you want me to star in your movie, yeah, a fiver, even if it's terrible. I tell you what, have good craft services, and I'm down. Like, just just craft ha- services. By that I mean craft singles on a table. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, good food. Don't even pay me. <laughs> if I get a free lunch out of it, yeah, I'll be in a bad movie. Yeah, sure, I'll be in any movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. Point is, um, fuck, what were we even talking about? Yeah, sorry. Spiders. If they were going to make it a big cinematic universe, which they're not, I would understand them doing interdimensional stuff because that adds 
a simple way to have a whole bunch of bullshit happen. Yeah. The thing is, uh, apparently in the book, particularly towards the end, they actually jump to some stuff from its perspective. Right. Um, which makes me think that's where you get all that interdimensional bullshit explained. Because I don't see how they could possibly know that without asking it and it then telling them. Because how would they possibly know? Even if they killed it and it disappeared in a flash of blue light, like, that could be anything. Or it's just fucking standing in front of a big old portal. Like, in the book, I think they also name the dimension. So I feel like you can't possibly do that in a film. I don't know how the TV movie handle it. Because the TV movie does that whole narrative. jumps yeah. to the adults. And look, um, Stranger Things does multiple dimensions okay. It's built around that, though. This isn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think that's why it's every 27 years. Because it's like when the, 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 when it the can... universes align or whatever. Yeah, yeah, something like Fuck. that probably. <laughs> Stephen King does a lot of that kind of stuff. See, see, this is what I worry about with Stephen King. I, like He has done so much stuff though, man. Well, Have but, you seen Christine? He did Christine, I'm pretty sure. He, well, he see, did Carrie. See, this is, this is what I feel like happens. Stephen King yes. writes 6,000 books. Yeah. And... I wonder how many books he's actually written. And 50 of them are quite good. And 25 of those 50 are mostly good and have a dumb interdimensional turtle thing in them as well. (laughs) Right? There is a lot of crossover, But then it's like, when you you write 6,000 books, of course you're going to have, you know, a, a small minority of them be genuinely good. Sure. Like, I feel like he's just playing the numbers here. Like, just constantly pumping out books. Well, he writes so many that, you know, you're bound to... He, like... Oh, Jesus. So he's... he Every time I snap my fingers. He's 69. Stephen King releases yeah. another book. That's probably he's a really tasteless joke. He's published 54 books. Yeah. In 70 years yeah. of him being alive. Yeah. That's so, not including 200 short stories. Yeah. And, and yeah, and six non-fiction books. Mm. So that's 60 books plus the 200 short stories. Mm. Um, so many of which have been combined into books of themselves makes that so much. Mm. Yeah. So like you've got to work out when he started writing too and divide mm. it by the years. Mm. But so all he's got to do is be an above average writer. He also, he made seven under the pen name Richard Batchman. To see right. if he could... A lot, of, a lot of writers have done that. Yeah, that makes sense. But, like, that, that's, that's a large number. Yeah. So some of them have got to be good. Yeah. Like, I couldn't or, name most of them. Or, or at least, like, if he's not shit, some of them are great. And yeah. a lot of them are just not shit. And, like, he did The Shining. He wrote The Shining, too. Yeah. Which the movie is very different from, and he actually doesn't like the movie. Shawshank Redemption? I think so, yeah. Green Mile? I'm pretty sure it was him as well. Pretty sure, yeah. yeah. Um, um, Carrie, Christine. Yeah. It. Mm. Um, more. Totally. But he also... Did he do The Mist too, maybe? Yes, he did. Yeah. But he They're also... doing another show of The Mist. He did... One of his more recent ones, what was it? 11... 3269 or something. Whenever J- whenever the date JFK yeah. was killed. I heard that's yeah. very good. And that was made into a miniseries as well. You should know that because it's the same day that uh, Doctor Who originally aired. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they had to replay the first episode the next day. They did too. Yeah, because of the assassination. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. 
So it was 63 then. So, yeah, 63. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we're not touching that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> the so, JFK assassination. Who did it, Cal? <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck, what was I even going to say? But yeah, so I the, reckon it was I, the Russians. I just worry about Stephen King... And like, you worry about him, like well, just as a guy. No, or? I worry about saying that yeah. I generally like his work because I feel like for every Carrie or uh, it or anything like that, there's probably at least two of whatever that story was where the plane is stuck out of sync with time and is about to be eaten by giant space testicles. It's a fun idea. Well, because so apparently. Time works like it's constantly moving forward, like into the yeah into the future. The yeah. future exists, and the present is slowly moving into it, while the past is being eaten Pac-Man style by giant flying testicles. That's so the amazing. plane sink, slips out of sync with time, and is about to be eaten by the giant testicles. And they've got to figure out a way to synchronize it back with time again. That's really fun. No, it's really dumb, Sam. <laughs> Interesting, like, you, that's untranslatable out of book form. No, that's untranslatable into anything good. That's shit. That is dumb. Have you ever read it, Cal? Maybe it's great. I've seen the TV movie that was... There's a TV movie of it? <laughs> yes, and it looks really bad. You know, There's that, one you... where all monster, tr- like, all trucks come alive. Yeah, yeah, and that's the one that Stephen King actually directed. Yes. I've seen reviews of that. Yes, And the whole too. point was... Not all movies need to be good. <laughs> they can be dumb and fun and it's okay, was like Stephen King's words. Right. And yeah. I'm like, I can get behind that. Yeah, me but too. But at the same time, you made a bit of a shit movie. Yeah, like it wasn't that fun. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure it was I'm sure it was fun to make. I'm sure it's a funny idea. I'm sure they had a great time, you know, making it. I'm sure somebody had a good time watching it. But it doesn't mean it's good. And it's like for every you know, ten of those, you might get a carry in there, and that's that's fine. You might get an it in there, and and that's that's good. But I'm glad that he's writing two hundred things, so that way we can get something good, <laughs> rather than. Well, look, he's, he's the perfect example of there's no such thing as a bad idea. <laughs> just follow everything through; it might work out to be well, exactly. And that's like good. at my writing course that I do because I'm a writer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they say that you're. Like, there's no such thing as a bad idea. If you take that idea to its to its to its natural conclusion, you can often turn any idea you have into a good idea. Um, and you're better off just choosing one and going with it because why not? Like, don't wait around for the perfect idea because the perfect idea doesn't exist. What? So even if you follow it through and it turns out not being good, no harm, no foul. Follow another idea. Well, yeah. That, I mean, that's the thing. That's the same in basically every art form. In visual art, people always say just never throw away any of your drafts. Just yeah keep drawing, just keep painting, just keep making music, just do whatever, you'll eventually get something good. Yeah. And I feel like Stephen King, um, like, he's, yeah, he just, he will just continue to get better and better because he has that philosophy and lives by it so so strongly. Um, but I worry about saying in general that he is a good writer, I think he's a good craftsman. Like, he's he's honed his skills really well. And you know what? He has ideas. Yeah, but I, those ideas are fucking... Maybe not always great, but... <laughs> yeah, I just mean that he's... I don't think he's natural... I don't think people should necessarily hold him up as, like, a talent as much as he is 
just really well practiced. Yeah, and, but that is another great example of practice makes yeah. perfect. Yeah, and, and it doesn't matter. We're ultimately getting good product out of it, so I shouldn't really bother. But like, I don't know. It it just it takes me aback a bit to to see the amount of crap as well. And it, but yeah, that's true. Everyone's made crap though. Totally. Every there's no filmmaker Have that hasn't made something. Have you heard the early episodes of this fucking podcast? You heard the later episodes. I was going to say, we started pretty good. We went downhill. <laughs> no, we didn't. We started bad. Well, actually, I think the first episode we did, the Doctor Who one's real good. I haven't listened to it in a while, so I'm I, not I would going, listen to it again. So I'm not going to believe you. It was pretty good. Available uh, at thevideoshop.com.au. Remember when we were passionate about things? Remember when we were passionate about Doctor Who specifically? Yeah, man. Fuck, that was a weird time in my life. I'm glad that's over. It's interesting that a podcast called The Video Shop, when we should have always just done movies yeah. with this name, yeah. started out doing entirely TV. The first, like, five, five po- things episodes were all TV. Were all TV. But we also had concept that, episodes. We also did, like, you know, remember when this show was on and it was sort of good? Then we, we did, like, cancelled TV <laughs> episodes. Yeah. You can only like, do those once. Yeah. Anyway, we should <laughs> get back we, to it. I was going to say, do you have much more to say? Um, look, I'm sure I could talk about this movie for a long time. Just, it feels like it is such a good, I recommend seeing well-crafted movie. Yeah, definitely. Definitely go and see it. Because it's a really fun movie that's entertaining. The characters are interesting, which you don't always get in a horror. Mm. And I, I like that spoilers for it. I know I just told you to watch it, but you've heard listen this far. Yeah. I like that they didn't die. I like that the characters didn't die. I know that was one of Matt's complaints. See, I, I feel like... There was enough death there. We saw what Pennywise could do. We saw Georgie die. There was we saw one of the bullies die. Yeah, and we, we saw, saw the, all the floating kids. We saw, and there was plenty of death and, around them. And, and all the, it was the piles of stuff that yeah. he's taken from them. Yeah, and there was it, the threat of death mm. was what was scary. Mm. Yeah, like I, I think he was threatening enough. I can see why Matt would be. Like why that, but the thing is, Matt, Matt, what, what Matt finds scary is different to what we find scary. Yeah, Matt's and, a dickhead. Uh, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying <laughs> horror and fear is subjective. Yeah, yeah. Generally, yes. we all I mean, have. That's what this movie's about. I was going to say we all have like primal fears of the dark, but mm. which I think is just ingrained in our mm. genetics. I don't know, whatever. Mm. Um, but. And falling from high places, like mm. heights, is a natural fear of human mm. beings because if we fall, we die. Yeah. So it's just a fear of death, mm. really. Um, but Matt's, Matt's, and that's why, but we find the psychological aspect of death mm. in something like it scary. Matt finds the act of people getting ripped apart scary. Yeah. So Matt, Matt's, Matt's, like, Matt will watch a shark movie, one of those really dumb new shark movies, mm. and be really scared of it because it's people getting ripped apart you know, underwater. See, I don't find that scary because it's like, there's no threat to me. It's just a shark. I won't go in the water. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. Like, but, but, but gore, fear is but subjective. Gore, gore isn't horror. Horror is horror. Being like things that scare you is, is but some people are scared of horror. Of, scared, of gore. Scared yeah. of gore, which yeah. is Matt's thing. But yeah. it was really funny. We were, I was with, uh, you've never met Marcello, but I think I mentioned him on the podcast. No, before. I haven't met Marcello. Have I you think, met Marcello now? Oh no, wait, no, I met Salvador. You have so many fucking weird ass named friends. You met you met Salvador. Yeah. Yeah. Um Marcello. He's a friend, he's one of my old school friends, and whenever we catch up, which isn't that often, but whenever we catch up, we always watch a horror movie. 
Right, we always yeah. watch a couple of horror movies. That's our thing. We watch it at night. We freak ourselves out. Mm. Um, whatever. <laughs> um, but we had Matt around once. You know, we were all hanging out. And we were watching, and we watched like The Conjuring or something. Mm. And Marcello and I were freaking out. And I freak out during a movie, but as soon as it's off, the fear's gone. Mm. Like I experience the fear during the movie, like a ride, yeah. like a roller coaster. And then it's over, and I'm like, I'm tapping out. I'm like, I. I'm not scared yeah. anymore. It was a movie. Yeah. But I enjoy the experience of being scared while I'm watching it. So Marcello and I were freaking out during The Conjuring. And Matt was going, oh, you dickheads, fucking, uh, you're such, you know, wusses. You're so scared. Mm. And then we put on, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Like, one of the reboot ones. Yeah. Really dumb. So dumb. Really dumb. It's just a guy, like, pe- like this scene where a guy just peels someone's face off. I'm like, this is bit gross so dumb. and Matt's like freaking the fuck out and I'm like hey Matt hey Matt you dickhead what yeah. you scared of this for you yeah. fucking wuss yeah but it was just it was just a case of everything subjective including fear like um we saw the trailer for the new Jigsaw the new Saw movie yeah in the thing like that moment where they're up to their neck in sawdust and they can't move yeah and the blades are just falling down randomly that scares me like that idea of like at some point with no control over it randomly you're just gonna die because that has you know the whole meta thing of like one day you're just gonna get hit by a car or your heart will stop or you'll like something's just gonna happen to you honestly I think I'd rather that because as a firm believer in no afterlife I'd rather not know it's coming and just suddenly I'm hit by a car. But, but I don't you constantly ex- know it's coming. That's the scary part. Well, that's the thing. You know it's coming, but I don't want to be lying in a bed, slowly dying, going, oh, God, just, let me just die. end it already. End Fuck. it already. But also, <laughs> don't end it. I want to live forever. <laughs> um, but also, I coming back to our small talk question of what specifically scares me. Yes. I, nice I've way rem- to round out the episode. I've remembered what it is about like some horror movies and stuff like that that genuinely make my skin crawl and affect me. And I know that, okay, like this is probably a bad example because I think this freaks everybody out. Like this one particular example, the, the scene in Akira where Tetsuo loses control. I know you haven't seen it, but the listeners will that sort of body horror really fucking scares me. Like what happens? I won't, I won't say what happens in, in, in Akira, but, um, the, the yeah body horror in general really fucking give me an example freaks me out so um like you know how in Rick and Morty the yeah. the Cronenberg episode oh yeah the process of them becoming Cronenberg freaks me out it's not Horrid. that it's not that they are Cronenberged and it's not what it's, those things look like and process. how scary they are it's watching a human body contort and get fucked up into that weird creepy terrifying right, thing right okay yeah I find it a bit gross and really funny <laughs> but like so when in Rick and Morty they just sort of go and then they are <laughs> yeah. but if you slowed that down and animated that over like a uh, 20 yeah. seconds I'm thinking like oh. the, I'm thinking like the fly that's a that gets a bit gross I haven't seen the fly yeah but, turns into like a horrible fly man. But yeah, like transformations mm. generally do freak me out. It's yeah. Fair. They just fair. They occupy a weird spot in my brain. Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't I don't feel that fear so much, but I get it. You need to watch Akira. No, I don't think I do. I I, I might even show you just the Tetsuo losing control scene after okay. this, because it's fucked. No, I'll be alright. No, no, you I'm showing you. No, I think I'll be alright. No, I don't I don't care, I'm showing you. 
I'll be okay. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to show you. <laughs> do you have anything else to say on it other than just... Oh, one thing I want to say. Uh, we yes. saw a trailer for Happy Death Day as well. Which... Yeah. Which I don't know what you thought of. Grand, Groundhog Day, the spook movie. I was going to say Groundhog Day, the slasher flick yeah. is what it is. Yeah. And that's a great concept for a slasher flick. I mean, the Groundhog Day concept is a good concept. I love the Groundhog Day concept. Mm. In I know it's always the Groundhog Day, but that as just an idea, I, I just... I love it. I want to see yeah. a Groundhog Day show. I want to see a, a TV show that plays with that idea. Mm. Wakes up each episode. You know, I don't know how you'd do it, but that would be fun, I think. Well, it, I think it'd have to be a few days per episode. Well, sure, a couple of days, whatever. Yeah. But um, I think that could be really, really interesting mm. if you if you had a really unique idea for it. But we should do an episode on that and other Groundhog Day concepts when it comes out. Uh, also, next week, this weekend we were at VidCon, and next week we're going to talk about VidCon on the podcast. Yes. So we're going to do a VidCon episode. We're going to talk about some web series, maybe, of creators we saw there. Yep. So we'll talk a bit about Auntie Donna, maybe the Wizards of Oz. Yep. Um, AUS. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and if we get around to it, maybe even um, starting from now. The, the web series starting from now, yeah. If, yeah. We, if we get a chance to watch that, maybe, as well. Yeah. Hopefully. Another terrible name to talk about. <laughs> Because it's just a phrase. Because <laughs> it's just a phrase. So like, when I say we're going to be talking about starting from now, it sounds s- like I've missed a word. Have you seen the trailer for that Will Smith movie where he's like got a cop? He's like a cop, but yes. his partner's a Yes. Yeah. Light. Yeah. It's like- called Bright. Bright. That's it. Terrible name. <laughs> yeah. Awful name. Because it's just I can never remember it because it's just a really boring word. Yeah. Um. Because Bright isn't an interesting word visually. Yeah. Or to say like the movie Life. Yeah. That was good because life is a really great word, I think. I guess, but it also, it's the name of multiple documentaries, but, but all you need to do is type in the date and it's usually okay. Yeah, or horror movie. But life, life is an interesting word visually. Mm. Like when you look at the word life, it's very symmetrical and nice looking. The word bright is not. It's got a G in there. Yeah. G is an ugly letter. Um, also H. H is a bit shit. Adam Rifkin is a director who does a lot of found footage movies. Yeah. And he always does terrible names for movies. I can't think. He did He did a movie called Director's Cut with Penn Jillette. You, you know how hard it is to search for Director's Cut movie? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking impossible. impossible. And there's also one that's just called Look. And there's one that's just called... Um, look, movie. Yeah, look, movie. It's fucking so bad. Um, yeah, he has a heap of those. So, yeah, fuck Adam Rifkin. Um, yeah. It's what you want kind of a unique word in your title. Mm, like, like the video shop, the movie. Sure. <laughs> anyway, find us on Twitter, at Video Shop Pod. Find us on Facebook. Tweet us what you thought of our, uh, of I nearly said IT. Um, what you thought of it? <laughs> Tweet us what you think thought of it. All the IT crowd. Now I want to know. Like? Now I want to see an it IT crowd crossover. What's Jen doing with the internet? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently in the UK they call it the it crowd. Yeah, which I hate that. But that makes sense. The, I, they I, don't I, put the dots in it. Well, that's dumb. I mean, I well, wouldn't no, put we the don't dots have in it. Either. We don't have the dots in the title either. Yeah but, but it's a, yeah, but it's the IT crowd. But it's also a play on the phrase the it crowd because they're clearly not the it crowd, they're the nerds. I guess, yeah, fair enough. Like, anyway, <laughs> we should fucking wrap this episode up. We've been yeah. um, we, uh, we have a Patreon if you want to subscribe. We have merch if you want to have a look. Also, we have an Amazon affiliate link, um, which I'll try to put in the description. So, it, we ha- yeah, we have an Audible link. 
So, so you said we had an Amazon link too. Uh, I think I think we technically do, but I don't know what that is. Fuck that. Find all those links. The, I'm gonna like just put them in all our descriptions. Yeah, and, and I'm pretty sure nearly everything that we have is is linked from our website. So if you, if you want to help us out, that would be awesome because quite frankly, movies are getting more and more expensive <laughs> to go and watch. We say that, but we saw <laughs> it for free because we have a friend who works at the theater. Never mind. At one of the cinemas. Like, we can't... Th- this is, like, once every, like, year we get a free movie. Symp- sympathy. S- send money. Please anyway. help. Anyway. Please. <laughs> See you, dudes. <then. laughs>